Sometimes I like to imagine the world after us, the strange mammals that will emerge, the abundance of biodiverse plant life taking over our fields and factories and so on. I don't think this world will be better. I maintain that we are the most interesting thing to happen on Earth, and there is real beauty and meaning in our curiosity and compassion, even as we also cause and witness so much suffering. But at any rate, there will be a world after us, after each of us. And that's why there's life insurance. It exists to provide a financial safety net to those who love and count on you. Policy Genius's technology makes it easy to compare life insurance quotes from America's top insurers in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. So save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Policy Genius. Because there will be a world without us. To Dear Hank and John. Of course, I prefer to think of it Dear John and Hank. It's a podcast where two brothers answer your questions, give you dubious advice, and bring you all the week's news from both Mars and AFC Wimbledon. Uh, hey, Henry told me a really funny dad joke yesterday that I think he might have invented. Okay. He said, There's something wrong with the electricity in our house. Oh. And I said, There is? And he said, Yeah, something off about the light switch. <laughs> <laughs> so okay there you go all right good. there you go high so quality now, stuff now you're now you're in charge of dad jokes so passing the mantle over to you and henry he truly is your nephew uh and i'm glad because i didn't have one john i had nothing i had forgotten great. that part of the podcast great love it um how are you i feel like i haven't talked to you in months although we've, not- we've talked but we haven't talked in front of a microphone, which is when, when I really feel like I'm connecting. <laughs> I um I don't know and don't know how to check uh, how you're doing. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Uh, the, so so in terms of the of of honest answers, I often feel that way, where I'm like mm-hmm. I like, is it okay for me to just not look and just like I don't think that I'm bad. I don't like I don't have a yeah. reason to look. Um, right. I feel like if I look, then I might find something, but that's probably not mm. what you want to do. I did have a, I did do a very fun thing in Los Angeles that I can't talk about yet. And everybody loves that. Um, oh, I hate it when, I hate it when influencers <laughs> do that. That's like my least favorite thing where it's like, oh my God, I had so much fun doing something I can't tell you about. Yeah. It's, and that is exactly the situation that happened. Yeah. Um, I just I got hope, back yeah. from a 30 mile hike through oh, yeah, I saw this. Red River Gorge in Kentucky with my four closest friends from the neighborhood. We've done these hikes together for many years, but this one was extreme, Hank. Like, yeah, that's a long speaking way. Of, speaking of not looking, there was one moment where my buddy Alex, who's quite the out- outdoors person, was like, hey, so for the next five minutes, you're going to want to pay very careful attention to your footing, and you're not going to want to look to your left. And when I did look to my left, just in my peripheral vision, I wasn't trying to. I realized that it was a 400-foot drop just just so close to me. And that made me feel – it made me feel both terrified – and quite proud of myself because there's no way that 10 years ago I could have done that. No way, <laughs> right? Like I, in some ways I get frustrated that my mental health isn't better than it is and that like I have to live with this sort of like long-term series of mental health problems that I got to do all this crap to accommodate and I feel like Mm. I'm not as productive as I could be and I feel like I'm all that stuff but then I think like well but look at that this 
this change is real, right? Like I just scrambled up a rock face that 10 years ago would have completely shut me down for like a day. <laughs> like I would have had to pitch a tent and go into <laughs> a quiet place for a day. So yeah, it was a really lovely trip. And I really, I don't know, I was i was proud of myself for pushing myself, but in a safe and cautious way, you know, like mm-hmm. being with people who are really experienced and who have my back and everything. But uh, man, I was, as, uh, as, as the rock climbers say, it was, for me, very exposed. <laughs> Just like, I'm not... Uh, I'm not and never will be and have not been ever close to being a, a rock climber. I've done a couple of scary things like that, like sp- like exactly like that. It's so much. Yeah. And it does. It's so much. It does sort of, you have to take a, you have to take some time to think afterward, at least with my disposition. Um, yeah. But, but I think that the thing that you were talking about there is so important is like, to be progressing and to note progress. And like, yeah. there's lots of different ways to be progressing. That can be, you know, uh, just like relationship health. It can be, you know, being able to stand on a table without being scared. It can be, yeah. um, you know, getting better at piano. But you don't really get the benefit from it unless you take the time to notice that you are getting better at that thing. Mm-hmm. And it can be really mm-hmm. difficult to notice. Mm-hmm. Um, right, absolutely. unless it's unless it's like a something that has a lot of quantitative measures that come along with it, like bench yeah. pressing, where you're like, oh, I can right. do two twenty five now, which I can't. Right, I don't even know what that is, but it's definitely more than I can do. But I think that's one of the reasons we do mile times or bench press yeah. amounts, yeah. is to have metrics. But there are also other, I, I think, more important metrics, which is being able to look back over the long term and say like, oh, I couldn't have done that. And then yeah. I, I really did implement tools that I learned through therapy that allowed me to be able to do it. Like, I'm sure that medication played a role in me being able to do that. But also, like, I was able to be like, oh, I know what to do here. Like, I know how to reframe my thoughts. And I, like... I'm going to frame this as an opportunity. I know that I'm safe. I know that I'm with my friends. I'm not going to look to the left unnecessarily, but uh, (laughs) I'm going to get through this. And I did. And I was really pleased about it. And that brings me to our first question, Hank, which is from Allison, who writes, Dear John and Hank, I'm writing a paper about personal growth and how it is not something that just happens in our adolescent years, like the coming of age stories, but we continue to examine ourselves every day to see how we can grow and change. I think this is so important. So many movies... And with like graduation from high school or getting married or having a baby as if that is somehow the end of like personal growth and maturation. Like you did it. You made it to parenthood. (laughs) Oh, buddy, you're just getting started. While writing this, I couldn't stop thinking about your idea of imagining others complexly. So I watched a few of your old videos to get ideas for the paper. Now I'm wondering what kind of personal growth have you seen in your life and how has being internet celebrities caused personal growth in the last 15 years? Pumpkins and personal growth, Allison. I don't know that being an internet celebrity has caused any growth. <laughs> well, I mean, it, what, what, so for, for me. Um, I'm better at it than it- I used to be. Yeah, I'm definitely better at it than I used to. And I still, I still am not. I still make lots of mistakes. I was going to say, but I could be a lot better than I am. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I I think that there is something to it for me, which is that it having an audience gives me a reason to do things and doing things gets me better at them. And so it's more the impetus than the... Mm. That than the thing itself. That's interesting. Yeah. So like, there's yeah. like, you know, maybe I've gotten better at at have being like a public figure or having an audience or whatever. But the but most of it is like having an audience means that I've worked like I've honed particular skills. And there are times when I'm like, wow, I did that well and fast. And that's because mm. I've done it a lot of times, and I and I know stuff about making yeah. content for audiences. Right. I mean, certainly. We've both come a long way in our ability to make a YouTube video, right? Exactly. Like, yeah, that's the, I've seen that's some the of main our stuff thing that I've, got, that I've gotten good at. <laughs> but I, when I look at the last 15 years, I, I, I see a huge amount of change in my life, a huge amount of change in my, um, you know, it's kind of my overall uh, ability to, to cope with um, negative emotions. Uh, mm-hmm. I see a huge shift in my ability to handle obsessive thought 
Like I still lose more time than I'd like to obsessive worry, but I don't lose eight hours a day to it. You know, it's mm-hmm. not it's not half my waking life. And I also see a lot of I see a lot of change in like the way that I uh, treat other people, to be honest with you. Um, I think I still even when I was like 30, I think I still thought of myself as some kind of like somewhat like countercultural, funny, uh, sort of shoot from the hip kind of character. And I really don't anymore. I. <laughs> I really, I'm. I feel like. I guess what I'd say is that I feel like over the last 15 years, one of the growth arcs that I didn't expect, aside from like not being as afraid of heights, which is a hell of a change, is uh, I didn't expect to become so earnest and so comfortable in mm-hmm. my earnestness. Like our early videos were not no. earnest, yeah. ever, and I. I feel quite comfortable now being sincere, even though, of course, that is vastly more vulnerable. Yeah, and I think that that they think that that uh, that comes from a place of security too. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Which is something that you build up over time. Yeah, yeah. if you if you work hard on it. Yeah, and get lucky. But I, I have a sense of emotional security that I didn't have 15 years ago. I yeah, I, I also have a sense, and I'm trying. I, I've been trying to cultivate this to some extent because uh, I think that it does not happen if you don't try but of a appreciation for my my existence inside of a thing that exists and is good and that is humanity and right. like and 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 to cultivate an appreciation for humanity even as it has oh that's uh, interesting that's interesting made a number of uh sort of inexcusable mistakes um, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, like the world was much more positive about humanity in 2007, but you and I were both privately yeah. extremely negative about it. Yeah. And kind of cynical about humanity and thought that humanity was sort of a uh, merely a drain on global resources. Yeah, or like just like extraordinarily foolish. Like one of the things I've gotten better at is actually recognizing the lack of agency for a lot mm. of for mm. a lot of the choices I make, um, mm-hmm. and and that and that a lot of things that have happened to me are, uh, it's very easy to sort of attribute that to um, individual decisions when in fact there were certainly some of those and certainly some hard work. But um, you know, like the it, it, in reality, like we all have to exist inside of the systems we exist in. And we have very we have very little overall control, and you know, the, the mere ways in which we think are controlled by the the technologies and the systems that have been developed over you know hundreds of thousands or millions of years of communication, and like we right. are influenced by which languages we speak. Right. You know, we can't right. we like you almost can't have a thought that there isn't a word for sometimes, yeah, and, or it's much more cognitively difficult. So right. that's all. Uh, yeah, that whole idea of like see- seeking the seeking the sort of like absolute knowledge that is all you need from within, I still sort of believed in a little bit in two thousand seven, and now mm-hmm. I understand that um, there is no me separate from the rest of the world. There is no me separate from my circumstances. Yeah, these so these are all ways that we've changed over the last fifteen years, but it. You know, we were adults in both those times. Like, mm-hmm. we were married 15 years ago, and we didn't have kids, but, like, you know, we were we were fully, definitely grown. And 15 years from now, I'll be 60, and I really hope I look back at my 45-year-old self, and I'm like, wow, I've, I've, I've changed a lot since that guy. Like, I hope that I'm not settled. I want to keep changing and growing, and I, I think we have great actual models for that in our parents, you know, our mm-hmm. mom was 62 years old when she started painting for the first time, and now she's a very accomplished painter. In fact, her paintings of ginkgo leaves are available at projectforawesome.com slash donate. 
And she's a brilliant painter. And, you know, our dad, 15 years ago, uh, we felt like was very settled in, in his career. And then little did we know, actually, he was going to be the person who ran the business that became Complexly because Hank and John had no idea how to do that. <laughs> Yeah. So and 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 he yeah. also did not know that that was what no. was going what was headed no. his way. <laughs> no, there was no YouTube for him to know that. Or I guess yeah. there was like a start of YouTube, but there was no idea of like this YouTube with like this Hank YouTube. being so stressed out he tells you that he can't stop to think about how he's feeling. <laughs> That's not really what I mean. I just mm, uh... I'm not 100% sold. Yeah, we'll get there. I'm on a journey of meaning. This next question is from Malcolm, who asks, Dear Hank and John, the heart is a muscle, so I've been told. So I suppose you can, quote, work it out by doing exercise and making it pump harder and faster. Yeah. Does that mean that I can develop a chiseled thirst trap of a heart? And if Mm. so, why do I never feel sore in my heart after exercise Mm. like I Mm. do in the other muscles Mm. slightly to Mm. the left of the middle? Malcolm. Malcolm. Hey, before yeah. we get to the answer to this question, I just want to tell you, you know that scene in uh, Goodwill Hunting where Ben Affleck shows up to, uh, what's that guy's name? Matt Damon's apartment. I was going to call him the Martian, but that's not his name. <laughs> ben Affleck shows up to the Martian's apartment. He like uh-huh. looks in the apartment and there's no Martian in there. And he's like, oh, he left. And he's really happy. He's really proud of his friend. I just want you to know that one Monday... When I call you at 2 p.m. and you don't answer because you've gone on like a six-month silent retreat as part of your journey of meaning, I'm yeah. gonna be so proud. I'm gonna be so proud of you. <laughs> okay, you'll be like, I thought yeah, it was gonna like, have something to do with the heart muscle. It really no, doesn't. I'll get a postcard. I'll get a postcard like three months in. That's like greetings from I don't know, <laughs> Earth. Oh, yeah, that's what it would be. It yeah. would be. Greetings from the crust of Earth, my <laughs> beloved brother. <laughs> Greetings from the small slice of Earth that contains all life that we know of in the universe. For Greetings 90 days, from this fragile bubble. For 90 days, I have not taxed my vocal cords that I have seen into the great beyond, and I know what lies on the other side of the void. Hope the kids are good. Hank. <laughs> I figured it all out. <laughs> and my heart muscles chiseled. It's a buff little thirst trap in there. The reason exactly. I wanted to, <laughs> to when you're answer. Not, when, you, when you're on a silent retreat, you could just be doing pull-ups all day. Yeah. What else are you going to do? The reason I wanted to answer this question is because it, it's uh, it's a great example of uh, how how messed up humans are. Right. Right. Like, it's like, oh man, I just want to have a sexy heart. If I just had like a sexy heart, it doesn't actually you know, matter if it's functional, yeah. but man, if it looks good, if it's ripped, people are going to finally love me. Right. It's like it's like we've made uh, muscled or bigger, like bigger muscles synonymous with hotness. And so, to, to such an extent that we feel that way about a wet, slimy internal oh. pump. Yeah. Let's get that. <laughs> So no, that. I don't I think want... that your I think that y- your heart would not be any sexier if it, it and it would get bigger uh, as it pumps harder and faster. And it does. The heart muscle does get bigger as it pumps harder and faster. And I can't really tell you why it doesn't feel sore while it's doing it, but I can tell you that it gets tired and you notice. You just notice it in different ways than when you're uh, when you're using your bicep or whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can, you can notice it in the sense that you sort of reach your aerobic maximum, right? Yeah. Yeah. Your I guess heart, it's not, I guess the heart's just like going as hard as it can. It pumps you don't blood like, as you hard as it can. You feel like you don't have enough for as oxygen. as long as it can. And then, it, and yeah. then it feels like you can't stay in that red zone anymore. And yeah. that's when like in the Tour de France, you see the cyclist going up the hill, just like stop and like almost slide backwards. Yeah, they just got to lie down for a second. Is the red zone a real thing? Because I don't think I've ever been there. Uh, I mean, it's a thing that people talk about in fitness circles. Yeah, like it's like if you, there's like the, you ever heard of orange theory? It's like, yeah, a it's like a, like a, yeah, it's a gym. Yeah. yeah. And the idea there is that like you spend a little bit of time in the red zone 
a little bit of time in the green zone, but you spend most of your time in the orange zone. This Are like you where you're serious? pushing it, it's, but a, it's, it's not a, impossible. It means something. Oh yeah, you like wear a heart monitor and everything, and then like your heart. You try rate to get to the orange there. zone, and that's your, the your theory. Your heart rate is up there on the board with all the other people's heart rates, so oh, wow, they know if you're taking it easy. Wow. Yeah. That was that's entirely. I. I figured it was all branding. I'd like to hey, say that I thought it had something to do fitness, with oranges, but yeah. I didn't. I just thought it, has, it was just branding. Since we're talking about fitness, I got to tell you something. You know, sometimes we have an idea and we talk it through and we're like, that's not a good idea. But oh, then it doesn't go I mean, away. Every I know, week we I know. do this. Every week. Every week. I, I've been texting John ideas. He's just not even responding to me anymore. Some of them are just, they're, they're bad. Like they're, <sighs> first off. We don't need another idea right now. We need I, one less idea. We need to remove the number of ideas down from 72 to like 68. Secondly, if we do have a new idea, I want it to be way outside the box. Yeah, totally. Me too. I've been sending you some real weirdos. So we had, we had an idea a, a few months ago. We talked it through. We really thought about it. And then we were like, this is a bad idea. And we put it away. Okay? Yeah. And I've been thinking it's maybe not maybe it's a good idea. What which one is it? It's uh it's called it's called 16 weeks to glory. Okay. I don't so far I'm not I'm a little bit I'm somewhat skeptical. <laughs> so the idea is that for 16 weeks you uh-huh. and I train. Oh my god. And we record ourselves training. And then at the end of the 16th week, we meet in a boxing ring for a no, YouTube this, boxing this, you've contest. You've had this idea for a long time. I know time. I had this I'm idea. Not. And then I let it go. And then now I'm coming back. I still think it's good. I think it could raise so much money. Oh, sure. Yeah. Like, and look. I think I think we would get ripped. I think our heart muscles would be so sexy and ripped. Not what? like literally ripped. That would obviously be a catastrophic issue. I yeah, mean, that like, might be the end. Just for beautifully, sure. perfectly formed mm-hmm. m- muscles. So, so I, John, as I am entering into my forties, um, yeah, <laughs> shirts which, off. By, by the which way. I mean nearly forty three. Suns so out, <laughs> boxing, yeah, boxing in a I, ring. Hundreds yeah. of people watching, thousands more watching via simulcast. Right. So I think that like. I love to dissect ideas. And I think that, so there's good parts about this idea. One, it really does give me the impulse that I need to do, to take better care of my body, which I definitely do need to do. 16 weeks, you're going to be like, well, I mean, I got no choice here because my brother's going to punch me in the face. Right. So that's good. Now, I think that there are better ways to train than 16 weeks of, uh, you know, whatever. Like, I think that, that that's not long enough. Like, I need 52 uh, weeks. You could say that if I need, you want, Hank. I need but hundreds of weeks. I need to be taking care know. of myself for the rest of my life, right? Yeah, of course. But this is 16 weeks to jumpstart that journey. So so right? I like it for that. I like it for that reason. Thank you. Um, as long as it's done in a healthy way. I yeah. like it for the reason that I think lots of people would absolutely sign up to watch it and they would pay yeah. money and that would be a lot of money for Partners in Health. I, I, love, I agree. I like it for that reason. I have two drawbacks. One, it I, can, seems I like cannot a great idea so get far. punched in the face by you. I could punch you in the face, but I just don't think I have it in me to get punched in the face by you. Um, what do you mean? And I don't know. I just don't. I don't know. It, John's like, you're not going to have a choice. Like, it's not wait, like you're going to choose wait, to get punched wait, in the face. It's just going to happen. I'm very confused. I feel, because I almost feel the opposite. Like, I almost feel like I could get hit by you, mm-hmm. but I don't think I could punch you. And I, you feel well, like you could hit me, <laughs> but you couldn't get hit by This me. sounds great. Actually, I'm in. I'm in. Sounds like I'm going to kick your <laughs> That's, well. <laughs> you, you don't think you could hit me? Now I'm in. I just like emotionally, I think it would be difficult for me to like really like no, intentionally absolutely. land a yeah, crushing well, left I'd, hook. I'd have to do a lot of we'd, we'd both have to like do a lot of boxing practice so that it just a lot becomes of boxing instinctual practice. to punch. People. Have to find I got to find whoever won the Indiana Golden Gloves and hire them for 16 weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure that the Montana Golden Gloves will also have some guy. Um, yeah. I what I, I but I also don't like participating 
in the parts of YouTube that I don't feel like are our parts of YouTube anymore. Like, it I used do. to be. I do. I find <laughs> I find it so funny. Like it would. I agree. Like if we were, if it were five years ago and uh-huh. we did that, it would yeah. be all wrong, right? Because yeah. like we were still adjacent enough to those parts of YouTube for it to be an issue. But yeah. if we did it now, like we're we're mid forties. Like we, I don't. I, 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 I met iDubs once for for two and a half seconds outside of uh, VidCon. You know, like yeah. I'm not, uh, th- th- and and I think if you probably asked iDubs like who are your best friends, it would take him a while before he got to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that you'd be on the list. Well, I just mean That's like if you put him on a desert best. island and gave him like a hundred years to name to everybody name he's people? ever met, he might yeah. he might get to me, but it, it, it wouldn't be. I'll tell you what. It wouldn't be like before he discovered an ongoing source of food that would allow him to have a sort yeah. of long-term yeah. survival. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love this. Okay, cancel, cancel 16 Weeks to Glory. I've got a new idea. Okay. We put iDubs on a desert island. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We, just, we film this- it from a bunch of angles and we wait. We, we ask him to list the names of his closest friends in order. And when he gets to the name that is the name that we're looking for, the whole thing ends and he gets to go home. <laughs> <laughs> that, I love, I love, I love that. Oh, man. So all of this is interfacing with my actual idea that I didn't tell you, which is the one oh. you actually haven't responded to. What is that idea? Tell that me. I, that idea is, wouldn't it be cool if we could make higher production value stuff? We could make like cooler, weirder, not necessarily educational, but like nerdy stuff. Uh, uh, and and we're like and had a, the budget to do that oh, because it was on a streaming platform that no. we owned and operated. No, 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 no. And it's called. No, 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 no. Wait no. for it. And we do it with a few other YouTubers. And and like it's sort of like we go in and it's gonna be like more classic YouTubers doing stuff that's really fun. Uh, yeah. And we call it the doobly do. Well, okay, let me tell you what I love about it. Okay. One, you stole the name from Wheezy Waiter, yeah. which I love. I also yeah. think Wheezy Waiter would be a great candidate for my Desert Island show. Yeah, exactly. Um and then the name I, that like Wheezy Waiter would have to come up with would be like, uh, you remember that guy from like 2006 YouTube who kind of got to be a big deal by putting Diet Coke and Mentos together? I, his name was like Renato. Renato. Yeah. 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 That would be the name that Wheezy Waiter would have to come up with on the desert island to get off the desert island. I think he'd come out with it pretty quick. But I think that, yeah, I, I like this I idea. Don't. You have to, you have to like, you like have to have like four categories and you, you don't know, you don't yeah. know when you've succeeded in any of them. So you just have to yeah. make the longest list you can. Right. Yeah. Or it could be something like, um, hey, name some soda brands. And when you get it, you're good. Right. Right. It just happens. And it's AL8, that, that ginger ale they sell in Kentucky. Oh, no. Or it has to be IBC something people beer. know about. It's IBC root beer. Oh, boy. Oh, terrifying. Um, so, yes, shows like that, but maybe not that. And yeah. uh, oh, oh, well, Hank, I don't like the idea of a streaming service. I think the last thing the world needs is a new streaming service. Like when I look at the streaming service landscape, what I don't think is, oh, God, I just wish there was a way for me to spend five more dollars a month. That's my concern. I, I, so yeah, this is, this is, yeah. So I think but generally. But you feel like it's, it's niches, niches, niches. I think it's like going to There's niche Nebula, exactly. there's College Humor, there's yeah. all these things. Yeah. I think it's going to niche out. And I think the most successful ones are going to be the niche ones because they're going to create content exactly for their audience. And they're not yeah. going to spend, you know, $20 yeah. billion dollars on TV shows. It's going to, it's yeah. going to do the exact same thing that YouTube did to television. We're going to niche out streaming services. I mm. like it seems it seems obvious to me. It's like it does not on the seem wall. obvious to me, but it, it is possible. I will acknowledge that this is not a bad idea. My question is, where does your capacity? Right. To, the problem is that it is ve- definitely not a uh, here's it doesn't feel here's like a bunch of shows work. that aren't going to have Hank in them. <laughs> it feels like you know? more work, not less work yeah. to me. Yeah. But I, I will take on all of the work. 
and become the CEO of Doobly-Doo Incorporated if our first two shows can be 16 Weeks to Glory and Desert Island until you say the word we're thinking of. Until you say Corey, Mr. Safety. Or like, oh, what if it's just like a word? (laughs) What if like the only, what if the only prompt you're given is adjective? (laughs) You're just like blue, tall, far, windy, happy. (laughs) This is like the worst Mr. Beast video. You just like have to sit around, walk around the island and say words. And it's live streamed, man. So like yeah. you, it's like Big Brother, except that the, the person's alone and they're just muttering adjectives to themselves. So there's no sense of competition. There's no sense of like, oh, they're getting closer. They're getting further away. The more I talk about this, the more I freaking love it. It's only the sort of like lovely weirdness. And by the way, it's always the same island, Hank. So you don't have to like reset the cameras. You just put a new person on the island. (laughs) And okay. All right. You have to to do like five people and you cut them all together so that there's uh, some variety. I don't think so. Because I think it's live streamed, right? I think it's like Twitch streamed. It's on all the time. Um, there's a bathroom that you can go into, obviously, whatever, whatever. But like it's live streamed in general. But here's here's the kicker. The person has seven days to find the word. OK. And if they don't find the word in seven days, they had a nice seven day vacation and they get nothing else. And if they do find the word within seven days, they get to go home early and they receive as a prize. Yeah, I think you pay them. I think that's mostly the thing. You think it's money? Well, I, I think, think you've got to pay people be... for their time. Well, of course, Hank, but I'm saying like what's the what's the difference between winning and not winning? Like right. Maybe it's a maybe it's a golden play button. Well, I think the main thing is that you get to leave the island if you if you get the word. This is the greatest idea. I mean, I'm this is the greatest idea I, I've ever had. And here, unfortunately, here, the only place to do it is on the hit new streaming service Doobly Doo. This is what I'm what I'm hearing is that if I say to John Green, what shows would you make if we had if we had the ability to make shows that weren't constrained by the ridiculous circumstance of the ad supported internet? What Crabulous. ideas would you have? And you'd have tons. I'd make Crabulous. Um, it's a show about crabs. Yeah. Uh, but it's a show about all kinds of crabs. So there would be one episode devoted to people who walk like crabs to improve their core strength. And what a weird hobby that is. And then there would be another episode about hermit crabs. And then there would be a third episode about ghost crabs and whether Mm -hmm. when ghost crabs die, they become ghost ghost crabs. And at what point (laughs) in the sort of like, you know, endless infinite cycle of, of ghostedness, does one cease to be? That's a good topic. And then, um, so I'd make Crabulous. I'd make 16 Weeks to Glory, starting out with me and Hank. But then after that, that can just go into season two. We can do it with uh, any number of of people. Rhett and Link might be available. Mm -hmm. We could do it with all three Gregory brothers plus Sarah Gregory, a sort of tag team duo. We could do a chess boxing version with uh, the the Botez sisters. There's a lot of opportunities there. So I'd do 16 (laughs) Weeks to Glory, Crabulous, and then I would definitely do... um, uh, Desert Island vocab. Yep. All right. I've also got ideas, and mine are better than yours because I've been thinking Shut about them for the a long time. How could they be better than those? Even better than those. Impossible. Imp- I know. Okay, pitch wow. them to me right now. Time. The time has to. The rest of the episode is over. We are no longer answering Clearly. questions. We are yeah. only discussing from here on out. Doobly do the new hit streaming service featuring Crabulous 16 Weeks to Glory. And by the way, I am you have to do 16 Weeks to Glory. I do not accept <laughs> you not doing 16 Weeks to Glory. I, I will not sign on to this if it doesn't involve me becoming a boxer with a chiseled physique. You're not in nothing's going weeks. to be chiseled. You're not gonna get rid of any any not in a healthy way. You will not get rid of the the Necessary percentage of body fat to have abs in 16 weeks. Just telling you the abs. truth. Abs. Abs. 
So you think about abs, Hank, I'm 45 years old. The ab ship has sailed. Okay. Abs. Okay. When I think of a chiseled physique, I'm not, I'm not Brad Pitt. Like I I actually remember the day, Hank, I I went down to the, to, to the beach in, uh, in Mobile, Alabama. And I, and I watched as, uh, as the ab rowboat slowly rowed its way out to sea out over the horizon until I knew that it was just no more. Of course, the ab ship has sailed. Okay. I'm saying that I can still have a chiseled physique as long as I have a shirt on. I'm not sure what a chiseled physique is, but I don't care. I think that, I think that your, your head's in the right place. Um, so I, I, I was just, I just threw three punches. I just threw a quick combination. It's just jab, jab, right. I'm I'm terrified. I'm so scared. There is the other part where there is fear. I don't know. Like, I don't want to get hurt. You're not allowed to get too strong. Hank, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. The chances of you getting hurt by me punching you <laughs> are so much lower than the chances of me getting hurt by me punching you. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to, like, I'll, I'll tear a rotator cuff or something. I don't have any power. <laughs> like, I box my, like, like, Henry's a boxer and I will box him and, uh, like, he, he'll hit me seven times and I don't even know what happened. I don't even know where he is. <laughs> It's, you know, like I'm, I, I'm just about to throw the punch when he lands the seventh punch. Yeah. Well, luckily we'll both be pretty old. Um, so, so yeah. the, the idea I recently had is, yeah. so, you know, family feud. I love family feud. I think family feud is great, but could be 10 times weirder. Okay. And that's the it. idea. What is it? It's family feud, but 10 times weirder. So, uh, are there still families or are, is it all I don't in, think that we, internet we need celebrities? It's, we don't need families. We're just going to use people we know who are funny. And then Face you, have, you have, <laughs> you have, you got the Paul brothers on one side and no, Faze God, on the other. You know exactly who it is. You know, all the people it's going to, it's going to be Flula and it's going to be Grace and it's going to be Tyler. Akila, be, yeah, I can picture it. Yeah. So, and then it's just like, and we pull the audience with weird questions and then the ones that rise to the top, and it's like, uh, like, where's the weirdest place you've ever pooped? Or how do you pronounce this word? And you just like show a mm. collection of letters. It's just like you get like it like, completely uh, remove the box that Family Feud had been contained by, and right. you let it be as weird as possible. I mean, do you think it's? Do you think that that's going to be a copyright issue? Oh, certainly not. You wouldn't okay. use the words Family Feud. Uh, right, right, right. Just but like, you, might you know, be Cards Against Humanity concept. is just apples to apples, you know? Right. But you're not going to, but it's not going to be like we asked 100 people. No, no, because we're not going to ask 100 people. We're going to put a poll up on the Twitter. On, or oh, on, on the website. Right. I yeah. love it. Great. Yeah. Yeah. That doobly do, what are we going to call them? Doobly doers can, can answer. Exactly. Yes, correct. Yeah. Yeah. The doobly dudes and doobly dudettes. And doobly do others. Exactly. I don't hate the idea. I just hate the amount of work. Here's what I'll say, Hank. If you called me and you were like, I have somebody, Netflix has called us and they're really tired of having 2 billion customers. It's really stressful for them. They want to start a startup and- all we do is show up and uh, work out to become boxers and um, <laughs> narrate crab documentaries that have a mockumentary element and <laughs> participate in weird family feud. I would be like, right, yeah, I'll come do that for a few weeks. But I feel like that's not what's going to happen, yeah, man. I feel I know, like what's going right. to happen is there's going to be a bunch of work. So let's just, can't we just sh- have this kind of shared fantasy that it did happen and think about how great it would be if it happened and then like just go to dropout.tv, subscribe there and enjoy like <laughs> other other people working hard to make things. Exactly. That we don't have to work hard to make. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh I God! I mean, it's it's amazing being your brother. What a gift! But it is also like vicariously exhausting. Like <laughs> the fact that you would be in your current situation where you are, I know, uh, unbelievably overworked, and y- y- your way out of it would be to work more. It's just fascinating to me. I just come from a different. I come from a different world. 
I don't know how else to do it. My way out of working more is working less. Ah, uh, I don't. It doesn't seem like it would work. It's it works great. <laughs> I I don't believe you. I don't know, that man. Seem right. I had a really good writing year last year, and part of the reason I had a really good writing year last year was because I had time to write. Although uh, I don't know how I don't know how good of a writing year. Hey, Hank, it's time for the all important news from Mars and AFC Wimbledon. Oh, is it really? Wow. Yeah. Good lord. Uh, Sorry I apologize. We'll, we'll, we're going to keep these questions for next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We just got, you know, sometimes the moment is there and you need to take the moment. And the yeah. moment was there and we took the moment and we hope that you enjoyed the ride with us. And also we would really love to hear your feedback on all these ideas. What do you like? What yeah. don't you like? I think what they're Absolutely. actually going to say, I have to say, I'm, so, I, it's, I'm very nervous spilling what? idea beans on Dear Hank and John. Why? I don't know why. I'm just telling you no. a fact about my body. Oh, no. These are trustworthy people. Okay. These are true. I mean, I I know that they're trustworthy people because like every three months I like go on uh, YouTube live and read like the first three chapters of a new book and they're all like, yeah, we won't tell anybody. And they don't. (laughs) It's great. (laughs) Good. This episode of Dear Hang Jones brought to you by Thrive Market. Thrive Market is there to help you maintain the kinds of habits that you want to have. For me, I need to have the right kind of food in the house or I will eat whatever. Oreo recently sent me some free fancy Oreos. They were weird. I ate all of them. I ate all of them in a week and it was a problem. I can't do that. I need to have healthy, good stuff in the house and Thrive Market can help you have healthy habits. It's a great go-to for all your grocery and household essentials and the convenience of getting everything online and then like just quickly shipped to the doorstep. It's a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with great ingredients and sourcing methods. They got Amy's, Banza, Burt's Bees, Chobani, Honest Kids, Kind, Mike's Hot Honey, Oatly, Olipop, Poppy, Salt. I've never heard of salt, but it's got two A's in it. So it has to be good. And as a Thrive Market member, you can save money on every single grocery order. On average, you can save over 30% every time. And they also have a deals page that changes every day. When you join Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order, plus a $60 free gift. I enjoyed my $60 free gift. I was surprised by it, and it was the kind of thing I wouldn't have bought. And then now I'm like on the ghee train. They gave me free ghee. And I was like, I don't know what ghee is. But then I was like, oh, this is great. It's like butter, but it's different and more spreadable. <laughs> Go to thrivemarket.com slash dearhank for 30% off your first order plus that free $60 gift. That's thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash dearhank, thrivemarket.com slash dearhank. So listen, your toilet is massively gross, like it's grosser than you think. In fact, bacteria and viruses can hang around in the toilet bowl even after multiple flushes. And I recently found the easiest way to clean my toilet, Blue Land's Sustainable Toilet Cleaner Tablets. Just drop, watch it fizz, brush, and flush. It is truly that simple. No more scrubbing for hours. Plus, the tablets are plastic-free. Blue Land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and for the planet with the same powerful clean that you're used to. Blue Land products are effective and affordable, and their toilet tablets are proven to work on a wide range of toilet stains, including rust, mineral deposits, lime scale, and hard water. And you can even get more savings by buying refills in bulk or setting up a subscription. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, you can get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash dearhank. You won't want to miss this blueland.com slash dearhank for 15% off. That's blueland.com slash dearhank to get 15% off. All right, Hank, there's so much news from AFC Wimbledon that I'm glad we get to have a little bit of time with it um, because it's been a while. So AFC Wimbledon are in 13th place, which is about right. Uh, Top, top of the bottom of the table. We're in first place among all the teams in the second half of the table. Mm -hmm. We've had some ups. We've had some downs. The one thing we haven't really had in, and then we've had a couple pieces of really bad news. Uh, First, um, our uh, much vaunted six foot eight striker, Kyle Hudlin, has returned 
uh, to his uh, loan club. Even more worryingly, our really good midfielder, Paris Magoma, uh, returned to uh, Brentford, where he was on loan. And Riley Towler, who'd been sort of our our mainstay in central defense, returned to his loan club. So now it's the January transfer window, Hank. That means that things are moving. Things can happen. And so far, most of the things happening have involved people leaving Wimbledon, which is not ideal. And we would what we'd like to do is have some people coming in as well. Uh, so <laughs> that's okay. Do you have solutions the, to that problem? <sighs> Here's the thing. Okay. AFC Wimbledon have one star. I think it's safe to say. I mean, we have a lot of good players, but we have one star, and his name is Ayuba Saul, and uh-huh. he is a star. He is uh-huh. incredible. Yeah. Um, he is really a really, really special player. And uh, what I what I will say about Ayuba Saul is that he recently, he hasn't played all of January because he's been and this is in quotation marks, ill. And uh, I don't think he's super happy with how things are going, just judging from the fact that a couple days ago he made his Twitter profile picture black and also made his uh, background image black. Um, I don't think he's... I think he might want to move on from AFC Wimbledon, the club he's played for since he's 11, but he has a contract, and I think there might be some... Some friction there mm. um, that maybe that is that is that is that is difficult. And I, I certainly I want a Ubisoft to have the long, happy career that he is no doubt going mm. to have uh, in the higher echelons of English football. I just would like him to wait until May, until the end of the season. So I don't know how that's going to resolve. It's high drama in the world of Wimbledon. Lots of, you know, like people think that sports is just about watching the balls move and everything. But actually, sports is mostly about the soap opera. You know, like this, like everything. Sports is just a different version of Days of Our okay. Lives or a different version of TikTok drama. Like I had once you're all the way know, in. Yeah, I definitely didn't know that. That's new information for me. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, it's like, you know, like there's some TikTok drama that you're involved in. Sports yep. is just another form of that where you're like, there's also, uh, yeah, there's always stuff. So it, we don't really know what's going on behind the scenes with Asal, but it doesn't look good. That doesn't sound uh, good at all. Sounds so bad. we might lose him in January, which is really sad. We do have some new players uh, that we've gotten since since the January uh, thing started. Uh, our biggest signing, I think, is Ali Al-Hamadi, who is an Iraqi British player uh, who's come in and he looks the part. I saw him. Uh, I saw him play and he looked it looked pretty good. So I was uh, I was happy. Yeah. Looked like a sports player. He looked like a sports player. We tied that game nil-nil, which certainly isn't the worst outcome for us. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, we have a hard time. We definitely have a hard time scoring goals without a Ubisoft. And if we're not going to have him for the second half of the season, I could see that being an issue. Oh, boy. Well, good luck. That uh, makes me nervous. Me too. And you should also be nervous in Mars News because oh the Zhurong rover might not have woken up from its hibernation after the Martian oh, winter. Oh, no. Uh, so it's, it's China's first mission to Mars, went into hibernation in May of 2022 to prepare for the Martian winter. Uh, it was supposed to emerge, but it does not seem to have. But it's hard oh, to know exactly no. what's going on because uh, the, there hasn't been any comment from the space agency yet. Uh, oh. And updates are coming from unnamed sources that have spoken to the South China Morning Post. Uh, also, the sources say that the issues might have to do with uh, sandstorms that maybe weakened the ability of the rover to gain mm. more power from its solar panels. It also seems like ground control has been having difficulty getting data from their orbiter. And again, this is all like secondhand. Uh, amateur radio operators can kind of tell when it's communicating. And it seems like they have ju- like ground control has just stopped trying to contact mm. the orbiter. So uh, we don't know, uh, but there has been no comment, but it looks like- But that would uh, be very bad, right? I mean, that would just be the end of that mission. For sure. Yes. Oof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it had, it had some time to do its, to do its stuff, but, uh, but it seems like it seems like it, but you never know. Sometimes it just takes a little extra time. Sometimes you can get some more information to it in some other way. Uh, and so 
working on working on that. Fingers crossed for the rover. I'll keep my fingers crossed, but it, 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 I'll be honest with you, Hank. From the outside, anyway, it looks as likely as a Ubisoft finishing the season as a Wimbledon <laughs> player. Yeah. It's a legitimate reason to be concerned. Yeah. God, that's the other show I'd love to have on on Doobly Doo. Just the other one. Now that I, now that the idea is in his head, he's going to not be thinking about anything else for the next and. And I mean, I, I'll be honest with you, Hank, we're going to we're going to end this call and I'm literally going to go back to writing about tuberculosis. But like if you want to make a tuberculosis <laughs> documentary in the style of Bo Burnham's Inside on Doobly Doo, wow, I would be very wow. interested in that. Wow. I would be very interested in that. I've thought a lot about like what's wrong with uh, the way that we tell stories about illness. And I think part of it is that we have this rigid sense of. Um, what they're supposed to look like. So yeah, I want to, if I ever, I I mean, I'm only writing for now, but if I ever were to make a video about tuberculosis, I would want to make it very, very different and feel very closer to inside than it feels to like, uh, you know, typical box. Yeah. Boy, see, people are, people are going to be excited about this idea that can't happen. Also, I have not told Craig about it. So this is will be, if it gets to him, his first introduction to the idea. Well, um, I mean, certainly uh, he would be involved any, in some way. You haven't told anybody about it. Correct. I, that, that's, yeah, I mean, that's, I don't, I don't think that's the issue. It's, <laughs> it's not going to happen, Hank, uh, respectfully. Unless, like, unless somebody is listening and they are an actual billionaire and they say, not only do I have all the money that you need to start Doobly Doo, I also have all the executive talent you need to start Doobly Doo. And all you have to do is yes. show up. Please get in touch with me. Uh, by the way, it, it, the only way we will sign that deal, future billionaire sponsor of doobly-doo uh-huh. is if it comes with a really generous AFC Wimbledon sponsorship package. <laughs> mm, I don't know. I think there might be some other ways. <laughs> nope. Nope. That's the only way to another... get my attention in this world. <laughs> oh, good for you, John. Well, Hank, thanks for potting with me in this uh, somewhat unusual format that we've yes, just invented. Yes, uh, maybe we'll use it again sometime. But in the meantime, thanks for your questions. We'll try to use the same ones next week. John, uh, thank you for potting with me. If you want to send us questions, you could do that at hankandjohnandgmail.com. We are now off to record our Patreon-only podcast, This Week in Stuff, where we probably will just talk more about our stupid ideas for stupid shows uh, <laughs> so that we can think about it without actually having to, be, having to do it. This podcast is edited by Joseph Tuna Medish. It's produced by Rosiana Hals Rojas. Our head of community is Brooke Shotwell. The music you're hearing now is by the great Gunnarola. Our editorial assistant is Deboki Chakravarti. And as they say in our hometown, don't, don't forget, forget to, to be, be awesome. awesome.